You're listening to the PFWC podcast with me, Carly Compton, a podcast created to help you learn strategies to overcome that bully inside your head, ways to practice self-love, awareness and understanding of eating disorders, how to embrace the body you have been given and develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and most importantly, yourself. Here at the PFWC podcast, we find it important to create a safe space and a place for individuals to come to learn how to create that lifestyle that works for them. We're dropping comparisons, fighting unrealistic beauty standards, and coming together to show the world that all bodies are beautiful and that healthy looks different on everyone. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the PFWC podcast. I know I say this every week. I say this every single guest that I have. I am so excited for today's episode. And I think that's what keeps me coming back to doing episodes is that I get to have these amazing guests on and I get to have amazing conversations that not only do I get to engage in, but I get to share with all of you to also engage in. And that makes me really excited. So I have Jamie here today and I've been following Jamie on social media for quite some time. She has been honestly like such a positive impact in my life. Um, We've connected a couple of times on social media um, and I'm thankful to have someone like her to look up to, especially style wise. If you all don't know this about Jamie and we'll talk about this today, she has amazing style and I love going to her page and being like, I'm buying that. I'm buying that. I'm styling this. I'm styling that. Or like figuring things out that I never would have thought of, thought about putting together. So Jamie, I'm really excited to have you here today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Yeah. I'm also very excited. And if I know you all can't see her, but she has this like gorgeous eye. Is that eyeshadow or eyeliner? It's like yeah, probably just like the like gold. The pink. Yeah, yeah, pinkish gold. Yeah, it's really pretty. And then also you. that blue color, the shirt Thank you're wearing. You. Thank yeah. you. So cute. <laughs> um, well, Jamie, for anyone who's listening who maybe isn't familiar with, with you, um, do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do? Of course. So I am Jamie. I am a full-time art director um, for a like a large retail company. And then on the side, I am a body positive content creator, self-love, all, all of the good stuff. Um, and I kind of really just stumbled, <laughs> stumbled into, um, you know, like body positive content creating, um, especially throughout like the pandemic is when it really, I, it got into like became something where I was like posting constantly, clearly a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So, same. Exactly. same. <laughs> And, um, but you know, like I would say, you know, my journey to becoming, you know, a, someone who's in this like, uh, you know, self-love and self-acceptance space took a long time. Um, I'm sure like, you know, many of us, it really is this, this super long journey of, um, not really loving yourself and liking the body you're in. So, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of yo-yo dieting and so forth and all, all that fast forward. And now I'm a body positive content creator, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so exciting. I totally relate to the COVID aspect of things. That's kind of when I feel like I, and I think this may be the case for a lot of people who 
who are online and, and have like a following online, it's like there was so much time during COVID to be like, oh, I can make so much content. I can like come up with all these new ideas. Like, um, so I totally relate to that, like 100%. Um, but I'm so glad that you have found this space and you've stepped into the space that you're in because I think it is very impactful. Um, and I think that the message that you're sending is so important. The body positive message, the message of, it doesn't matter what size you are. You deserve to, you know, rock these pieces that make you feel confident. Um, and that is something that I wish I would have seen growing up, you know, like something, yeah, of like, you know, you can wear this skirt or you can wear this tank top or you can wear this crop top um, and still feel confident um, and still, you know, appreciate what you see in the mirror um maybe not always love it but you know we all have those ups and downs we all have those days um so kind of going off of you said you have experience with yo-yo dieting you know struggle with body image um do you mind sharing a little bit about that journey for you like growing up as a kid and and stuff like that of course so you know i was always kind of a chubbier kid um a little bit bigger than you know my friends um but I was always very active. I like, I played sports, loved playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it's so funny how you think about probably like your first time thinking about when you didn't like your body. Um, and I would say it was probably around like six mm-hmm. or seven. Um, and I remember being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as small as my, my friends. Or um, we had to order soccer jerseys for everyone. And I had to get an adult small and everyone else was like, you, you've mediums and things and it was so there was like that first you know um kind of introduction into okay I'm different and I I wish it had been a time where it was like that's okay you can Uh celebrate your differences um but it was very much like you know you would go into the fridge and your mom had like a slim fast and it was just like it was it was everywhere that Mm -hmm. you needed to be smaller so always kind of had that in the back of my mind um and I would, you know, throughout high school and college would continuously try to lose weight because that was the goal. That was, mm-hmm. that was <laughs> that's how dreams came true, apparently. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's how it felt like, to be honest, mm-hmm. it's, which is crazy to think about. But um, I, I think at one point, um, probably about five or to five years now, maybe five or six years ago was when I had that real like push um, to try to lose weight. Um, my friend was getting married and I kept saying, I don't want to be her fat bridesmaid, which mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. which is so stupid to think about now. Um, cause like number one, it, it's, it's a wedding. It's supposed to be with, you know, memories and just mm-hmm. joy and happiness. Um, but that was like that, that, I, well, it was probably the last real push to, to lose weight. And when that happened, um, and I, I think I recently made a post about, how it started off as, you know, okay, here's a, another push to lose weight. And it really just turned into um, something that was obsessive and mm-hmm. unsustainable and just, just not, just not fun anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, is we, we know now is usually the case with a lot of yo-yo dieting, right? Is it tends to lead to that place of, um, obsession and extreme calorie counting and over-exercising, um, you know, very disordered eating and potentially leading into that space of an eating disorder. 
Um, which is sad, which is, I think why it's so sad that they're still pushed so heavily. Um, and why, you know, the, the messaging of, you know, restriction and dieting, it's like, be careful, be careful. Like, that's why I think your messaging that you're spreading is so important. And all of the like anti-diet messaging is so important because it just helps individuals to see like that there is more to life than, trying to shrink yourself or, you know, trying not to be the fat bridesmaid or whatever it is, you know, um, I relate so much to what you were mentioning in terms of being the chubby girl. I was always the chubby one of all my friends and, um, my sisters even, and same thing playing sports growing up. Like it was always, Hey, well, the youth sizes don't fit me anymore. And now I got to get the adult ones. So right. that's embarrassing. Um, or even just going shopping with your friends, right? Oh being in a larger body. Um, I'm sure you have some traumatic experiences from that where you're like, okay, okay. we're shopping at, like for me, it was like justice. Yes, me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I remember going and being like, there is literally nothing here for me. Yes. <laughs> I will yeah, I, fit into none of these things. I think at the time it was called, so it was before they called it justice. It was called limited two. Yes. For a yes, little bit. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same. It was, I was already in like misses or whatever. I don't even know what they would call it, but it was that it wasn't a ju- It wasn't juniors and it wasn't mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, completely. I was there. I was like, okay. I'll look at some of the, like the hair clips and like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll look at the accessories. Like, and that's how it was too going. Like, I think Claire's for a little bit sold like some clothing, like a little bit, maybe like some tops or like bralettes or something. And I remember going in and being like, nope, I'm just going to look at the earrings and the necklaces and the hats and the sunglasses and all the accessories. And then, cause my cousin actually was like a fit model for, it was for like the limited, which is the yes. the guy who like owns Victoria's Secret and blah blah blah, you know all that Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was a fit model, and I remember like going with her to her like fit modeling gigs yeah. and just like sitting there and just like watching her, and then we yeah. would go like shopping, and I would be like, "There's, there's, I can't get anything here," or I would there's pictures that are so funny now to look back at where we would get matching outfits me and my cousin and my sister who my youngest sister who's close in age to us and you could tell that these pieces that that I was wearing were way too small (laughs) they're just like you know cutting off my stomach or the shirts like pulled down super tight just make sure it was covering my stomach um and I just remember how traumatizing it would be to for my mom to be like, it's okay. We'll just go like Macy's is across, is across the way. We'll just go to Macy's or, you know, and I'm like, mom, people of my age don't shop at Macy's. It's not a cool (laughs) place to shop. I know. For me, it was pennies. My mom and JC pennies. She's like, come on. And I'm like, gosh. Yeah. I'm like, great. I'm shopping in the junior section of JC Penney's while all my friends are shopping at Justice and Limited 2 and all the cool places and like Hollister, you know, I'll talk about the time of like Hollister and the trauma there. Holy cow. Like, I feel like I, I walk by like a Hollister, even like an Abercrombie. Sometimes I like get the, the smell of it. 
Me too. And it's and like, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> it's like a trigger. I'm like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks. Yes. Yes. Um, so, okay. So growing up, you mentioned like you would see Slim Fast in the refrigerators. Yeah. yeah. And same. My mom was always like on a new diet, which I think it was just like a generational thing. Um, that generation was very like, yeah, very heavy into diet. So I'm curious, like how, how, what did that look like for you growing up in terms of like seeing your mom or family members on diets or, you know, were you put on it? Like, what was that like for you? Of course, you know, it's one of those things where we, it's, it's not till later that we realize how much we internalized, Mm -hmm. um, But yes, I I think for me, one of the like first memories for me is when my mom, she would talk about like her arms in clothing and how she didn't like her arms. And I remember being like, oh, that's okay. That's really, Mm -hmm. that's really weird. Um, And, you know, seeing her like, you know, being like, okay, I'm gonna cut this out and and this and that. And it wasn't anything she would like really turn to me about, at least not in the earlier years, I think. Mm -hmm. She was probably just like, yeah, she's, you know, she's growing. And if anything, it was probably like relatives who really had like no business saying anything <laughs> who would chime in and be like, oh, yeah. are you going to, are you going to eat that? Mm-hmm. You're going to eat a second one. And it's like, gosh, well, I'm hungry. So <laughs> I'll be okay. I would like to, and right? should I not? <laughs> gosh, it's, uh, anyway, it's so funny to think about that now. Cause I'm thinking about how wrong they were as adults. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, well. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is but yeah. yeah yeah I would say that definitely I would internalize a lot of that and then you know eventually I think in high school it was like hey mom let's do it together <laughs> and so uh which is just weird but yeah we would we would do diets together and it was like mm-hmm. yeah let's let's see how we're doing willpower yeah yeah same I mean yeah my my experience was very similar and I think a lot of people too right like there unfortunately there are people whose parents had them on diets at a very young age who were always you know commenting on their bodies and and all of that thankfully that wasn't the case for me it was like you explained it was kind of seeing and hearing what my mom was saying about herself right um and then as I got older and seeing like parts of my mom in myself yes, and being like, oh, okay, well, my mom hates, my mom dislikes this part of her body. So I also have to dislike this part of my body. Right. So it's like, even though, you know, she really wasn't meaning to cause that, that insecurity. um, I think that's what's so important, you know, having that conversation about like really being careful about what you're saying around kids. Yeah. And even if it's just talking about your own body, um, they're hearing that and they're internalizing that. And, um, same thing for me, like my arms were always a a huge insecurity of mine. I had like my grandma who always talked about her arms and, um, like friends, like some of my friends and their moms would always be like, Oh, you know, I hate this jiggle. They like squeeze it. And that was my biggest fear. I was like, oh, I can't have underarm jiggle. Um, and if I do, I have to cover it up. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. now it's like, okay, it's normal. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's like this normal thing now that we all have 
underarm yeah. jiggle and you know yeah. it's, it's not anything to be ashamed of so yeah I definitely think that aspect of like what we hear and see from our parents growing up we definitely internalize oh, yeah. um and saying like as you get older like you're like okay my mom is still dieting and she has been for a while so I might as well join her right. um and I've had conversations with my mom and I don't know if you have really talked to your mom about this stuff, but my mom's always like, that wasn't my intention. Yes. You know? And I'm like, I know it wasn't, I know it wasn't your intention at all. And I'm, and I always tell her, I'm like, and I, there's a part of me that feels very sad for her because she felt like that was such a big part of her identity and worth was trying to lose weight and shrinking herself and constantly being on a diet. Um, is yeah. that kind of the similar similar case with your yeah. mom? Mm -hmm. Almost exactly the same. I we've had I think especially when I was especially earlier in my self-love journey, I was like, "Hey, I really can't handle like comments about my body, mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. or bad." And which is <laughs> I don't know, for for moms especially, she's like, "Well, who else is supposed to tell you something?" Like yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "No hey. one." <laughs> She's like, if I can't do it, who will? I'm like, yeah, no one. It, no it one. would be nice if no one did. Yeah. <laughs> She's too much. But um, <laughs> it was it. same thing. She was like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I didn't know. I'm just your mother. There were And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we just, they weren't great. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, now you, and now they know, right? Like, yeah. now it's like my my mom has been very, like, receptive to learning about all of that. And, um you know, I think part of that, especially for like listeners who are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. And they're, you know, struggling with navigating like that conversation with family members regarding like, Hey, this is something like those boundaries, like setting those boundaries with your loved ones of like, these are the types of things I don't want to talk about. Um, these are the types of, you know, comments I don't really want to hear. Like, can we talk about things that are really important like how am I mentally and emotionally yeah. um and I think that surrounding yourself with people who who talk about that who talk about those boundaries can make having that conversation feel a little bit easier sure. um but it's not easy like it's not easy to confront our parents or co to confront family members so like what what was it that you found was kind of like the breaking point for you and all of that yeah I you know I think a lot of it was me remembering kind of the state I was in when I was you know actively trying to be smaller mm -hmm. um and I would get I would receive all these compliments about like oh you're doing so well and like you're looking great and I realized both positive comments and negative comments were starting to become almost the same would mm -hmm, like it would mm -hmm. it would affect me the same way in the sense that I felt like I either needed I mean it would it would probably result in the same thing which was like okay I need to watch what I eat and I need to exercise more so I was like I don't want to hear anything about my body which um it I think a few times like I would say my my grandma and my mom are very they I almost think they can't help themselves mm -hmm. <laughs> it would just be like I'd wake up in the morning and I'd I'd like go and visit them and they would be like, oh, you look, you're looking good. You look smaller. And it's like, mm -hmm. eh, no, <laughs> like Stop right there. <laughs> exactly. So I think it finally, and it was, 
I mean, it was a conversation. I think, again, my mom was very much like, oh, no, like, that's not what I meant. But it, it had to be done. And it was mm-hmm. um, it was hard. And they're they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, you know, I think now I think you even said it, too. Like, you kind of think about you kind of feel bad for him because I, I think about how she grew up and w- what they were taught. And so it's like, OK, well, yeah, I yeah. And my lip, like the therapist side of me always goes to that place of like, okay, this is just what, like they have, they don't know anything different. Um, and they haven't known anything different until we said something or until we explained that to them. And so it's like, it took me a while to unlearn these things. So I need to give that same, you know, grace and patience to, them and understanding that okay they're gonna slip up they're gonna like say things and it's just gonna take a correcting and saying like hey just want to point out we decided we're not talking about this and over (laughs) time over time we'll see a change um and i think that that can all be done gently right like those little gentle reminders of you know, I'm not, I'm not coming for you. I'm not like angry at you. I just, I'm just reminding you, like we agreed not to talk about these things. Um, and over time their automatic thoughts are going to change and their core beliefs are going to change. And that's when I feel like we see that shift of like, they say something and they're like, Oh, and they catch themselves. Yeah. And sure. that's such a beautiful thing where you're like, oh my gosh, you're learning. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you did it. You yeah. Did it. And it's, you know, and it's also okay too, if they never do come around. I think mm-hmm. there are a few people in my life, in my life who are, are still kind of not on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's okay too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, I mean, we've been taught for so long that it takes time, like yeah. for ourselves, it, it took mm-hmm. time. And so you know, for those people who can't get on board, that's okay too. And they can be a part of your life or they don't have to be if you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, mm-hmm, if it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, but yeah. 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 I was just going to ask like, how, how do you find yourself navigating those relationships? Like if you have, you know, specific people who, who are open to that or who, yeah. you know, don't agree. Um, do you find yourself like distancing from those people or, yeah like how do you how do you navigate that definitely i would i would say it i can be very all or nothing sometimes and so you know i think definitely initially it was like okay i can't hang out with some of these people anymore because the somehow the topic always gets to dieting or something like that and it's just it's just it's too much and i think then it became you know once i was able to you know you kind of have to like get your shield ready and you start building it it gets you know it gets it gets harder and stronger and so then you're prepared for those conversations but initially if it's not it it feels like a lot and Mm -hmm. now that i have you know my shield's a little stronger when i do have those you know friends or family around it's just kind of like okay well yep go ahead yeah 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 i think that's a really great piece of advice i think like building up that shield that toolbox those like coping skills that help you to navigate through like hearing those comments. Um, and I think that's a big thing that comes up a lot in conversation, just in like with my like community and stuff is how do I have this conversation or set those boundaries with family members who don't understand 
yeah. or that don't necessarily, you know, respect the boundaries that you're trying to set, especially in the beginning when you don't feel like that shield is very strong and you don't have those like coping skills to necessarily not feel triggered by certain comments. And I think the biggest thing is kind of like you, what you were saying is like, maybe that looks like distancing yourself from those people in the beginning. Um, while you build up those coping skills and build up that self-worth and self-confidence and you know that's also a really difficult thing to do especially if it's someone you really love and a friend that you've been friends with for like years like having that conversation of you know i you know i think it's best if i if we like separate you know distance ourselves for a little bit while i work on myself you know that's a very valid thing to say and i think a very valid step to take if you're trying to you know move forward in this journey because that can be very hindering oh, to yeah. have those people in your life consistently okay. when you're trying to make that change and make that growth yeah. um yeah. Cause it kind of just replants those messages back exactly. into your head that you're like, Hmm, okay, well I just spent four days saying the opposite of all of this. <laughs> and now I'm around you and you're saying it all back to me. Right. That's and now so I'm back at square work. one. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I feel like that's a really great piece of advice is, is working either with a professional or someone, or even just you know, one-on-one personally building up that, that shield and those tools. Um, what would you say was the biggest contributing factor for you in terms of building up like your shield and your toolbox? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with, um, I would say, and I, and I say this all the time, it's, it's definitely following the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, on social media and, and on on these platforms that I know I spend a lot of time on, um, mm-hmm. I I needed to see other people who not only looked like me but also were dif- in different bodies and it seeing them you know just in like just with joy and living life helped me kind of be like okay you know there's more out there um, and there are more people who have the same ideology mm-hmm. as I do and so it's like okay I'm not I'm not alone for thinking like this um Mm -hmm. even though it it, it will feel like that at at first so i think i think that's one was a huge step was starting to follow the right the right people yeah um which that i would i each time i think about like that huge like initial step it was definitely that one and unfollowing all the all the Mm -hmm. wrong people Mm -hmm. um which i had to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's like the first thing that I always recommend to people who are like struggling with body image or even just like self-worth is I'm like, who do you follow? Yeah. Who are like the most prominent people that you see on your social media account? Um are they perpetuating like the opposite message that right. you want to be hearing or are they, you know, talking about those things that you want to hear and that are helping you to move to get to that place of feeling, you know, more confident and, you know, accepting of your body. Um, and I think I just shared something and I, I mentioned this like quite a few times, but I always like to view 
my social media as like an art gallery yes. and this kind of I you can relate both. to this right because you're yes. like yeah <laughs> so I like to so my partner he's a he's in school right now for film and media studies and studies art and all of that so um he kind of inspired this in some capacity but I was like imagine your social media feed as an art gallery right and you're the curator and you get to choose what art is shown in your gallery um you get to choose what artists appear in your gallery and if you don't like or agree with the messaging that someone is is putting out there and or it's toxic to you or triggering to you then you don't have to show their art you can just absolutely <laughs> put their art it put it away on the shelf um for the time being, you can mute them or unfollow them or whatever that looks like. And I think that's such a freeing concept of like, I, like we get to choose Yes. in some way, TikTok's a little bit harder <laughs> because true. there's like, you know, the for you page is kind of just like everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, not as easily curated as Instagram is yeah not yet um, not yet yes <laughs> unless you're you know going through your following like who yes, you follow videos but I'm like no I don't think anyone really does that that often <laughs> no. so yeah I think that that was a big thing for me was like I don't have to feel like shame for unfollowing anyone I don't have to feel guilt I don't I can't if I don't want to upset a family member I can just mute them I don't have to unfollow them Love that. <laughs> um and that's yeah it's really such a game changer in and like what we can the media that we consume right. um and the way that we view ourselves and the way that we view others definitely definitely I, I think consumption is such an important part of like changing your mindset and what you consume um every day and I know I'm always on my phone so yes I that's yeah, it's definitely a big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. So going off of that, I want to talk and I mentioned this at the beginning, like your fashion, your style is yeah. just so fun and bright. And I, I'm just obsessed with it. So I'm curious if, have you always been into fashion or is that something that has kind of been new for you? It's so I, I always love this question because <laughs> I would say absolutely not. I was, no. <laughs> I was never like fashion forward. And I, I want to say a lot of it does stem from my childhood, be, mm -hmm. not being able to really, you know, like dabble and play in fashion just because mm -hmm. things were so limiting for mm -hmm. anyone in a different size, really. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely very new. I would say like um, a few years ago, especially when I was, you know, in the midst of like very much disordered eating and over-exercising, I wore a lot of black, mm -hmm. just just plain black clothes that didn't show my figure and I could just kind of- Because they told us black was slimming. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you love those rules? <laughs> right? I always think of that when I wear or put something black on that thought comes to head, comes Every time. into my head of like, oh, I probably look slimmer in this. Or, yes. oh, I wonder if I look different in black than I do. And I find myself gravitating sometimes toward darker yes. things because oh, of yeah. that like habit of mine is I'm like, okay, I can't wear this light color of a tight dress because it's going to show the outline of my stomach. Yes. Whereas if I get this tight dress in black, then you're not going to really be able right. to see the outline of my stomach as much. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> exactly. I know that one's a really hard one to do, especially like I... 
I feel like I grew up always hearing like, oh, this is more flattering for mm-hmm. you, for mm-hmm. you. And it's just like, ugh, like, <laughs> thank, yeah. thanks for yeah. everyone telling me what's flattering for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, definitely a, a new thing. Just, I think with healing um, and just kind of like moving from um, a place of just, you know, self-hate and hiding myself, I've been like, oh my gosh, you know what? It's time to try all these things that I said I would never try. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really that's really where it, <laughs> where it comes from. Yeah. And what would you say some of those things are for you? Like that maybe before you were like, no, I could never wear that or that's not quote oh, unquote yeah. flattering for me based on what people are telling me. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a long list. It's like the, <laughs> the longest of lists. It was like, you know, anything that was like body con dresses, anything too tight. Um, anything that showed my arms. I used to wear long sleeves during the summer because I was just, it, yeah, we uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> just wouldn't do that. Anything shorts, mini skirts, skirts in general, mm-hmm. like anything that was too short um, or showed my legs. I was like, I, I really shouldn't wear that. Bright colors, bright mm-hmm. patterns, because I didn't want anyone to like look at me. <laughs> so Yeah, you don't want to attract attention to yourself. Exactly. Oh, uh, gosh. And then there's, you know, crop tops. Um, which is now one of like, I feel like almost all my things are crop tops. I'm like, mm-hmm. where are my regular size shirts? <laughs> that could be a trend too, just in fashion. I'm like, can you guys keep making regular shirts too? <laughs> can you like add more length onto these? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like covers my boobs and then it's just like, oh my gosh, like, same. Oh. <laughs> same. Yeah. And usually there's like a little line of sweat right there, like right at the bottom yes. of the shirt's just like drenched. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad it's not just me. My oh, goodness. No, no, no. Yeah. I, oh. boob sweat for me is the number yeah. one. I sweat so much under my boobs. And <laughs> yeah, I've like tried baby powder, like all these tricks. I do like the mega babe. They have a powder that tends to work sometimes, Yes, but it's still, yeah, it's annoying. Like even right now I'm like, yeah, this shirt is pretty wet because I'm sweating under my boobs. So great. (laughs) I literally have the mega babe powder. Like, yes, yes. Cause I use it so often. I'm like at my Mm -hmm. desk and I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) it's the worst. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sweating no, like literally nowhere else. Like maybe yes. down my back a little bit, but my boobs for some reason just produce so much sweat. Yes. I'll never, I, there was this one time I was wearing like a light blue, like dress and we were out on like a, wherever we went to like a, mm-hmm. a rooftop bar or something. And I like, I like lifted up my, like up and my sister's are just like, it looks like a little just a just nice little outline. wet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's part yeah. of the dress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of a part a part of like sometimes when I do wear darker colors, it's solely because I know yes. that I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to be outside and it's hot. So I'm probably going to be sweating a lot. So what is a color that's not yes. going to show a lot of sweat? And usually that's black. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what it is too. I'm like, okay, we're going out. Black it is. <laughs> yes, yes, because I know I'm going to be drenched at the end of this, so oh, yeah. might as well try and hide it as much as possible. Um, yeah, so I 100% relate, like, the clothing that you shared, it was, like, off limits for you for so long, yeah. was also very much off limits for me. It was, like, 
I, yes, like short skirts and like shorter shorts. Like I didn't want to, one, I didn't want to be chafing. Right. Um, So I'm like, okay, they need to at least be long enough to like make sure I'm not chafing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And two, like cellulite on my legs and had to hide that. And um, yeah, anything tight. Like I was like, nope, can't wear this. Have to wear flowy dresses, things that like, yeah. Don't really give me a lot of shape, but it kind of leaves it up to the imagination for people to yep. kind of guess what I look like underneath and not necessarily just tell them or show them. Um, but I'm so thankful now that, you know, you are in that place where you can wear all of these amazing pieces and feel confident. Um, and that so many people have that ability now, right. To have access to a lot more pieces yeah um still a long way to come but yes 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 yes. still a long way to go but definitely more cute and stylish pieces because I feel like for me a couple years ago like the extended sizes plus sizes it was all hideous always Always. it was like (laughs) I'm not I'm not 50 years old like I am a 25 year old and I want like a cute stylish dress why is this like the most ugly pattern I've ever seen really I'm like can't we look cute too like I know yeah every time yeah I'm like yeah we we're in large bodies yeah we're we're fat women why can't we why are we not allowed to have the same prints as you and like the same colors as some of the other ones that was always very confusing to me yeah Um, like why the plus sizes or extended sizes, the, the designs and the patterns were so different. So different. Almost like like different stores. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's why they would be like back in a corner somewhere. Cause it was like, yeah, okay. You're hiding this. Yeah. They're like, we can't show these pieces because these are hideous and we don't want people to think that this is what we sell. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, there's been, yeah, such a shift in that. And now there is a lot more availability in that. Um, But still, of course, a a long way to go, a long way to go with that. Um, But going off of that, like what piece of advice would you give someone who's listening, who is wanting to experiment with fashion or try new things, but they are afraid, you know, of some of the things we talked about, like showing off their arms or being told that what they're wearing isn't flattering. Um, What advice would you give them? Of course, you know, and I think that's one I still sometimes struggle with. You know, I think I've always heard people like around me seeing someone else, maybe not me in particular and be like, oh, she shouldn't have been wearing, like she shouldn't Mm -hmm. be wearing that or, like that wasn't, she shouldn't, that outfit is not for her, her body type. And so hearing those things, it's definitely, it, it becomes the voice in your own head um, when you're dre- when you're getting dressed, um, which it can, can be hard to, um, to, to quiet that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that voice in your head. And I, I think what it became is, or it, it just, be, it became trying new things. Yep. Um, and realizing that, you know, life is too short to be thinking, oh, okay, well, I just won't, I'll just mm-hmm. not wear this mini skirt ever. It was like, mm-hmm. I, let me, let me try it. Um, and I think that's, I think that was the big one is, you know what? You just, just do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like that toolbox and those coping yeah. skills and that shield of like feeling capable to like feeling capable of talking yourself out of that negative headspace when you start to have those negative thoughts about like, should I be wearing this? Or what right. is someone going to think of me if I wear this out? Um, when you have that, those skills, it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, I'm recognizing this thought. Yes. Um, but we're going to try and we're going to try and replace it with something right. more positive of like, why do I think I'm so special that anytime I leave the house, everyone is just staring I at me. I love that. <laughs> Like that was the biggest, yeah, that was like the biggest thing for me when I was starting to wear bikinis more Yeah, was like this idea that like going to the beach and having people stare at me was terrifying. And when I found myself thinking that I always would remind myself like, Carly, why do you think that you are so special that when you show up on the beach, everyone is just staring at you and talking about you and analyzing you? (laughs) That's I'm like, so yeah, cool. I am special, but I'm not that special. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, you're pretty special, Carly. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but <laughs> it's so yeah. true. Yeah. And also the fact that like those people are probably thinking the same exact things as me. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing too of like, unfortunately, like those people are probably also thinking like, oh, I hope no one's looking at me or, you know, thinking of, you know, judging my body. And so it's like, I got to a point where I was like, I'm fed up with this. Like, I'm so tired of saying no to activities or certain things. And I'm, I'm tired of saying no to like certain pieces of clothing that I see. And I'm like, Oh, that is so cute. And I really want to try that, but I just know it's not going to look cute on my body. (laughs) And so I was tired of that. I was like, I don't want to be I don't want to be that anymore. Um, and I think a lot of that came from utilizing those tools of being able to catch those thoughts and replace them, um, consistently over time. And then, you know, you, I'm sure you can relate that those negative thoughts came a lot less often. Um, and it, it felt easier to like do those things and to wear those things. Um, you know, they're still there. They still come right. and go. Of course. Of Any course. human. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I, I, li- I like that you keep saying you, you, your toolbox because that is what it it really was. It was like, mm-hmm. I just need these set of tools that will help me. And, you know, some of them are like affirmations, which, uh-huh. well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just, you just, you kind of have them ready. And a lot of them, some of them are just pretty like, okay, Jamie, this is obviously rooted in fat phobia and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we don't want to uphold mm-hmm. that. So exactly. 100%. Put it on. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a great one too, is like asking yourself that question. And I think that can be hard for a lot of people to come to that realization of like, this is fat phobic. Yeah. Right. And people are like, no, I'm not, I'm not fat phobic. And I'm like, but that thought and what you're saying to yourself is fat phobic. Exactly. And if you continue to perpetuate that idea within yourself, you know, it's going like, you may not be projecting that well, I feel like most people, even if they're not meaning to project it onto others, they are probably are in right. some capacity. Um, if they're not recognizing that exactly. what it's actually rooted in. And so I'm like, if you're not recognizing that, 
or if you're not acknowledging that, okay, this actually is a very fat phobic thought or that thought of just like, because I'm, because I exist in a larger body, I don't deserve this. Right. Like that's fat phobic. And you would never say that to someone else. So why are you, why are you saying it to yourself? You know, kind of those, those little reminders I think are so important. Um, and I think a big thing for me too, was like, learning like actually reading about and studying the history of fat phobia and its connection with anti-blackness and all of that stuff was huge in my journey of like oh this feels like very gross to be saying yeah oh yeah (laughs) no you really know it when you know the roots and when you know that that history there you're like oh nope 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 (laughs) Yes, I know. So, you know, I I will say, I think it was maybe two years ago. I read, yeah, Fearing the Black Body. And I yes, was like, yes. oh, I was like, this is mm-hmm. really, you know, you're, and you think about it and you're like, yeah, this is not, this is really bad. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's beyond just being like, oh gosh, this, these pants make me look bad. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. like you don't even realize how, how much more there is behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. And which I think is why that, you know, looking at, the the systemic issue behind it all and understanding like as a society we're not really going to make a lot of progress if we're not addressing exactly those the 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 root of of all of this um so yeah i think that educating yourself is a great way to for sure one just be educated and learn about learn about all of that but also i think it can be really helpful just in you know, understanding like, okay, well, I don't want to think that way. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to view bodies that way. I don't want right. to view people that way. I don't want to view myself that way. Um, and I think that can be super helpful in all of Absolutely. that. So one last question to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the listeners are going to be really excited that I'm asking this because I get this question all the time on my page and I would not consider myself at all like a fashion influencer in any capacity. Um, I share like every once in a while, like pieces that I'm wearing, but not in the capacity that you do. So one question that comes up a lot is places to shop. Like where are your, what are your top like five places to get like cute, um, like inclusive sizing, Absolutely. You know, whether it's ethical brands, stuff like that, like yes, your go-tos. Okay. So a, a lot of these, so, and, and it is something that needs to be worked on, I think, especially with inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm saying that wrong. But yes, inclusive sizing as well as um, like ethically made clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. it's so hard to find. I know right now um, when it comes to like finding things that are trendier, um i i definitely lean on asos or Uh uh i don't know how people say it Um, it. yeah (laughs) because i think they've always been kind of a leader in having like curved plus size clothing um Mm -hmm. that's also still very fashion forward so that's definitely one of like my tried and true Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of some other another one it would probably be um gosh maybe like pretty little thing yeah uh Um, yeah Mm -hmm. really cute things um, one that I just like learned is it's Princess Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they still need a little bit more, um, more sizing 
like more sizes mm-hmm. on, on their mm-hmm. end. I want to say they go up to a 24. Um, okay. So, but also very cute. And I want to say they're a little bit better with having like um, cl- clothing that's been made out of like recycled goods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but their stuff is super cute as well. I'm trying to think of some yeah. of the things that um, I just did like a Barbie core video. I don't know if, <laughs> if a lot of people are, if that's still trending, but like yes. Barbie related clothing. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and some of the items I got there, um, there was one from, gosh, where was it? Now I'm, now I'm forgetting. Let me look it the up smaller on smaller brand. Oh, I'm going to be so upset if I forget. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, um, it's not coming to mind. I know. Is gosh, it I can't similar remember. to um, like ASOS and stuff? No. Or it's is like, it a bit different? I think it's it's, it's different. It's sm- I'm going to look at Let me see if I can remember it. Um, I don't know where it is. But anyway. That's okay. Also, yes. also Target. I love Target as well. Mm-hmm. I think I do, mm-hmm. I do that a lot as well. Um. And then let's see how many have I named three I think that's well that would be five but you can't remember the name of the other one <laughs> yeah but um, that's okay um but yeah I, there's a lot of I'm trying to think of people who I you know Abercrombie is is now mm-hmm. has um some you know and I love their jeans I'm mm-hmm. surprised that I love their like it's ca- called their curve love uh-huh. jeans. It has a little nice little bit of stretch in it mm-hmm. um and, you know, I, I think about, you know, my relationship with that brand yeah. growing up. So mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to see, you know, some, mm-hmm. some changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's super helpful. I think that's always like, like I said, that question comes up a lot. It, people are always DMing me like, where do you get your clothes? And I'm like, kind of similar. Like, I, I'm like, I'm so bad at remembering where things are from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, and so I'm like, um well, let me go get the piece and look at the tag and see where it's from (laughs) because it's not always like consistent for me. Like it's usually, it can be random, like working with brands and like a smaller brand that maybe isn't as popular as a bigger brand and being like, what was that brand's name? Let me go look at the tag. (laughs) Then I'll get back to you on that. (laughs) So I totally get that. Um, But I think kind of going off just quickly, that idea of like inclusivity as well as like the ethics behind it. Um, I think that is a conversation, a good conversation to have of like, you can expect people in larger bodies to always shop ethically because it's not always accessible. Yes. That's a conversation I see a lot on TikTok. Yes. Yes. Because people (laughs) there are, and I see a lot of like shaming from, you know, sustainable content creators, influencers, stuff like that, who are in smaller bodies, who have that privilege of going to, you know, a sustainable clothing line and purchasing something from there. But oftentimes those brands don't carry anything bigger than like a large or an extra large. And so it's like, that's not inclusive to us. So you can't like shaming us into shopping ethically when- we're also just trying to find pieces that fit us. Yeah. And if some of these like bigger companies that maybe qualifies fast fashion are pro- providing those pieces that fit us, right? then we're going to have to shop there. And so I think that's a, that's an important conversation to have for another day. Cause I 
I think that could go on and on. on. (laughs) Um, But I think just removing, like, if you're listening and you find yourself, like, shaming others for shopping at, you know, bigger brands, um, maybe, like, step back and think about, like, okay, maybe this is happening because there's not a lot of accessibility. Exactly. In these smaller, in these smaller brands, which... I promise. And also not just size accessibility, but financial accessibility. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I was like, like there's so, so many, expensive. yeah, there's so many people who can't like, who just simply can't afford to buy a pair of $198 jeans Yeah, yeah. or, you know, like a $200 dress. It's like, and that's, that's not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the other day I was on a site and I was like, oh, this is so cute. Okay. That's $245. Um, we're going to need to put that on the list for a birthday or something. Right. <laughs> this will go on a wish list that I'll hand exactly. out to friends and family. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other side of it too. It's like when you shame someone for not shopping, you know, at an ethical or sustainable yeah. brand, you're also, you know, probably shaming them for being lower income or for struggling financially or, you know, cause I guarantee you like at least for myself, I would love to be able to hop on those websites, have my size and be able to purchase it. Of course. Because obviously we want to feed into those ethical brands, but that's just not, it's not realistic. And not not at this time at at all. Unfortunately, I I have tried to like, um, I'll, I'll try to thrift more. I used to thrift. Mm -hmm. Um, but even that is like still a very small selection. Like I'll go and I'll, like size 16, 18, and it's like the smallest yeah. collection. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Thrifting can be good. I feel like for like tops, yes. like, like shirts and stuff. Yeah. Thrifting for me, especially is very difficult for pants. Same. And just like finding pants that fit like my thighs, but also fit my waist that, yeah. you know, are long enough. So it's like, find myself usually in the men's section and like, okay, yeah. I'll get some like men's Levi's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The little like trick for you all, if you're listening, always check the men's jeans section because I feel like they are they're high waisted. The crotch is like longer than like a like a women's crotch would be. The pockets are a lot bigger. bigger. Mm, Yep. So fun fact, but also don't go steal all the oversized stuff, please. (laughs) Because we all need we need that. Exactly. Those are regular size for yes. Yeah, like that oversized tee you're getting. Yeah, it's really cute, but I would also like to have it because it would fit me properly. Yes. So, <laughs> like a blouse. Thank you. Can you I leave that blouse. on the shelf? Thanks. I appreciate it. Um. So okay, amazing. That was. I think I I really wanted to hear some brands from you to wrap this yeah. up because I think that that's you know people listening who are like, oh, now I want to go buy some fun pieces, and so hopefully they can you know check out some of those places that you recommended and, and get themselves some cute pieces. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. Um, you are the first guest to really like dive into like fashion and clothing with me. And it kind of just took me back to my like childhood days and, you know, validated that we weren't alone when we were going through that. And I wish we would have had each other. (laughs) during that time of like girl you are not alone (laughs) and we don't have to you know experience this alone so thank you so much for being here and before we wrap up do you mind sharing with listeners where they can find you 
Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok primarily. I've got some mm-hmm. other things, but at Jamie Karoma, J-A-I-M-M-Y-K-O-R-O-M-A. Amazing. And I'll put it in the show notes so that everyone can easily access it and find you because I think if they're not following you already, they should be because you are so inspiring and just really putting, honestly, every time I see a video of yours, it's just so bright and like colorful and cheerful. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better after seeing that. Thank you. And of course it makes you want to like go shop and get some new pieces from a closet. <laughs> so that's a plus too. But um, again, thank you so much, Jamie, for being here and for listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you related to this episode, please feel free to leave a rating or a review. It is much appreciated. Um, and I'll see you in the next episode.